Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. Casey Jiskler here. We're live on Play by Play. Hope you guys are enjoying the starts to your day. We've got a fun show. Sorry, we got started a little bit late. I couldn't figure out how to get my recorder to work. Had to get Buddy Miller in here. Anytime Buddy Miller gets in here, we're having a good time <laughs> on a Thursday morning. We've got a fun show coming your way. I've got Ellen, their boys, basketball coach, Coach Cornell Scott at 1145 lined up. Um, and then we've also got Stan Gravois at 1215 for our Terrebonne General Thursday. And sandwiched in between the two, we've got B.J. Young of South Lafouche Football at noon. So we'll get a little update from B.J. about Tarpon Football, yeah, but also about Tarpon Golf, which is actually a little closer around the corner than uh, the football season. We're going to open up the show today <clears throat> talking some high school basketball, as we always do, giving a rundown to the scoreboard. The local scoreboard was extremely light last night, so not a, a whole lot to talk about. But what there is to talk about, we'll break it down to you all. It's been a hell of a morning, man. But hey, look, I usually don't talk about non-sports stuff here. You guys ever watched Home Improvement? You know how, like, Tim Allen, every once in a while, that was a show about a guy who had, like, a television uh, show promoting tools and carpentry and stuff. And in the middle of his program, sometimes he would just kind of stop and then just go on like a little lecture, a little sermon about life. Here's my Tim Allen, Tim the Toolman Taylor uh, moment of the day. It's been a hell of a start to the day because unfortunately we had an incident involving a school bus down the bayou where hopefully everybody's going to be okay. And then we had an incident at Central Lafouche and this has caused us rumors and one rumor on top of the other and one text message. And then this person saying this, that person saying that got a message sent to me today, this morning, as I'm eating breakfast. And as I had already reported on this story, a message sent to me today is a screenshot of a Facebook post from someone saying central Lafouche high school is on fire. They're sending everyone home. I had already done a story saying that central Lafouche was just having electrical issues, but this brings me to a greater topic of discussion and I'm not going to spend too much time on this but I have to vent this is my platform to vent and I know I've got a big audience my friends and I got family and just community members listening please hear me out please just afford me this opportunity to vent about this if you're on social media and you're about to say something and especially something that involves the safety or well-being of kids or really even just the safety or well-being of anybody and you don't know what the hell you're talking about, then don't hit send. Central Lafouche High School is on fire. They're sending everybody. No, it's not. Man, like, be careful of what you say on social media because the things that you say there are going to be interpreted as being cold, hard fact by people who don't know any better and who don't know how to interpret the things that they read and don't know how to take things with a grain of salt. So if you don't know 1,000% for sure that something is the way that you're about to say that it is, then don't say anything. They pay me to report on this stuff. Wait for me to tell you. 
not to try to say that I'm better than anybody else. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. But when it comes to gathering news and presenting it as fact, yes, I am better than most of you all at that. That's my job. That's what I should be better at most of you all than doing. I talk constantly to public information officials who say the same thing. The biggest challenge in our jobs right now is not you know, a rise in crime, or it's not, you know, the drug war, it's not gun violence. It's protecting ourselves from ourselves and stopping these ridiculous rumors from being spread. Another thing, and again, I'm not going to spend much time on this. I'm almost done, I promise. Another thing, please, I beg you, stop sharing those fake Facebook posts about, oh, bro, this house is for sale in Golden Meadow. And it's like a four-story house that has mountains in the background. It's a scam. It's fake. It's not real. Up and down my wall, I see people getting conned by this one and that one. And, oh, you know, this person is missing. It's not real. Let myself, let Brennan Mathern, let the Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office, let the official people that do these things tell you about these things because I promise you when there's something that needs to come out, when there's something that's truly needs to be brought to the public's attention, we're going to let you know. I promise. Whew. Had to get that one off my chest to start today's show. Our girls' basketball scoreboard was as follows. We had Assumption get a 40-38 to 38 win over H.L. Bourgeois. Good win for the Lady Mustangs over the Lady Braves. Lady Mustangs are actually in good shape in Division Two non-select. Letcher girls' basketball falls to Donaldsonville 35-26. to 26. Donaldsonville gets a win there. South Lafouche, boy, roll Tarpons. They get a 65-21 to 21 win over East Jefferson, uh, getting a little momentum before their matchup with Ellen. They're coming up tomorrow. E.D. White falls to Country Day 49-40. to Good win for Country Day over the Lady Cardinals. And then <clears throat> we had uh, West St. John was supposed to play Fisher, but guess what? West St. John can't keep their hands to themselves. They got in a benches-clearing uh, season-ending suspension brawl uh, on Tuesday, so they're no longer able to play. More about that in just a second. On the boys' basketball scoreboard, things were predictably light. We had Hanville fall to North Shore 72-55. to Hanville takes one on the chin there. We also had, uh, let's see, I think there, there was one more that I saw. St. Charles beats Kenner Discovery Health Sciences 68-29. to So, you're really, really light schedule yesterday. But back to what we were saying a second ago, where we had a benches-clearing out-of-control brawl between West St. John and Cohen yesterday. Um, you could see the video out on the internet. It's spread out there. There, you know, It's been publicized and it's been reported and you know, people are talking about it. Um, so that's out there. And it, it's disgusting. <clears throat> it's disgusting to see how prolific and proficient these kids are at fighting and at being violent and at being disruptive. Me, at that age, I wouldn't even have known to do this type of thing. And when the adults come, their instinct is to just defy. My instinct at that age would have been, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. No, please forgive me. You know, Their instinct is to hell with you. I'm doing what I want. Defy, defy, defy. It's, it's a crazy time in the world, man. It's a crazy time in the world. We've got to do better 
molding and mentoring these young people and getting them in better positions where they know better how to handle adversity, how to handle pressure, how to handle authority. The LHSA has suspended both teams for the season. Neither team was any good. Neither team was going anywhere. Uh, but a rough, rough, rough situation there where you just and look at the, the video is disturbing. It, it's disturbing. It is not comfortable to watch. It's not good to see um, this type of violence at a high school event, a place where kids are supposed to be safe. And boy, in that instance, they were everything but. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Ellender. Their boys basketball coach, Coach Cornell Scott, will be on the line. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick break. on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy's find new roads. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. <laughs> 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Just Blair here. We go to the phone lines for the first of three call-in guests today. The first one is a basketball coach uh, of the Ellender Patriots, Coach Cornell Scott, who's on the line now. Coach Scott, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. Happy to hear it, man. Uh, last time your team took the floor, it was a really, really good game. I was actually able to watch that one on the internet. You guys take on E.D. White. It goes down to the wire. They make a, a three-point shot to force overtime, then you guys pull away and win it in overtime. Talk about the way your guys competed, man. You got challenged, but found a way to get a tough, hard-fought win on the road. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough going with E.D. White. You know, uh, so they're such a good team, and Coach Keith does a great job with them. Uh, I'm just proud of how my guys uh, defended and uh, played well. Um, going into overtime, you do want to have those kind of games just to kind of know that you can kind of maintain and uh, and then and control the game going into extra uh, into extra period. But uh, I'm proud of them how they responded. Ed White had a good plan for Hampton, man, and, and one thing that that allowed to happen is it opened up some things for other guys. And Jaden Carter had a big game and he made some big plays in overtime for your team. Uh, some other guys stepped up and made some big plays. So it was an opportunity for some of your other guys to shine. And look, Hampton played well too, but some other guys really stepped up big as well. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing that we want him to understand is that, you know, now with having a target on your back, you know, how are you going to make your teammates better? And I think he did a great job of getting people involved. And then we had some other players step up and uh, and, and, and help us out. So, you know, it's always good when you find that second, third score that's going to uh, help your team out. Bro, looking at your schedule, really, for like the last month, it's been like win-loss, win-loss, win. Like no big losing streaks, no big winning streaks, just kind of been keeping your head above water. How important is it here coming down the stretch? You guys got South Lafouge, Bogalusa, South Terrebonne, Home of Christian Morgan City, South Terrebonne. Like you got some very, very winnable games here. How important is it to catch a little spark and go on a little winning streak here? Well, that's why we kind of schedule tough early. You know, we want to test ourselves and we want to get uh, – just to see what kind of team we could be against a uh, tough talent. And then we know once the next part comes, you know, we have a lot of winnable games that we just have to make sure that we win the games that we're supposed to. You know, uh, I think I think we're right where we want to be, and uh, we really had not hit our peak yet. So uh, here's where we start trying to catch our stride and, and kind of understand on how we're going to be. Taking on South Lafouche tomorrow, that's going to be a home game for you all over at Terrebonne. 
kind of weird, like always around. It's weird because it's a home game for you all at Terrebonne. It's weird because it's a district opponent, but it's not a district game. You guys already played one another once. It was close, came down to the final seconds. You guys pulled away. Both teams have grown a little bit since then. I'm expecting a really good contest tomorrow, man. Oh, I know it's going to be a really good game. Uh, you know, that, that team over there is uh, pretty good. And, uh, you know, Coach is doing a great job over there. He's, you know, he's replacing somebody, you know, that, uh, you know, I battled with a bunch of times. And, you know, I always mess with him, I say. But uh, he's, he's still in some shoes that, you know, pretty big. And uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. Talk about that because and you bring up a good point with Brody replacing Coach Kyle. Look, you at one time were in that same situation where, you know, taking over, being a first-year coach at Ellender, that's not a hard – I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, that's a program where we've talked about this many times. Coach, you better win or they're going to make sure that they get someone else in who does win. And, you know, talking about that. So what's that, what was that like for you whenever you were a younger guy and you were first starting to build that Ellender program? Uh, just knowing, just knowing the culture, knowing the, knowing the area and knowing your team. And, you know, I kind of told bro, I was like, I said, you'll never be coach Cali and he shouldn't try, you know, but as long as he is getting those guys and running that same system that, that, that his fans are, are used to, and they can see that, you know, I think he's doing a great job. And, uh, as long as they can see that, I think he could win his fan base and keep his fan base open. And that's all I tried to do is just try to maintain with you know our our kind of style of play and and the kids that's in my area. So, uh, but I've been having great teams, and you know it's it's good when you have a good teams. So, uh, if if he can maintain, I think uh, you know he would have a good future over there. No doubt, and look, man, one of the keys obviously is also having great players, and they've got Brandon Daniels, who's very explosive. Look, I, the coaches always come on and they tell me the same thing. You're not going to shut him down. You're not going to hold him to five points. You, know, you just got to try to make sure he doesn't score 40 points. You know, Just kind of limit what he does. How are you guys going to look to try to slow him down tomorrow a little bit? Uh, well, kind of like everybody else said, we're just going to go play him. You know, and, uh, you know, he's going to score. He, he, he's going to block shots. He's going to defend. Uh, he is, I think he's a total package in this area. So uh, we're just going to kind of play and, you know, he has to guard us on the other end. So, you know, that's how we kind of look at it. And, uh, you know, no special packages. We're just going to play defense and, uh, you know, play our style and, and hope that uh, his supporting cast is not having a great night. You know, so make it difficult on everybody else and, you know, just play him straight up. Yep, very well said. Look, it's going to be a triple header tomorrow. Boys, JV, girls, varsity, boys, varsity. First triple header that I've been a part of all year, man. And I'm expecting a pretty nice crowd. You know, with the storm and with COVID, and we ain't had too many nights like this lately, man. It's going to be nice to be in the gym and be able to experience three games of two very quality programs. Yes, and I love having Solid Foods fans come out because they really travel and they support their team. It's, you know, there's always a playoff atmosphere when you play a Solid Foods team. And uh, so we're looking for a good crowd. We're looking for it to be uh, pretty exciting. Uh, so we just kind of want to give a good show. You know, uh, we we broadcast the the Ed White game over on Bayou Sports, and and the the someone commented on the feed, and and they were joking. They said, "Man, why is there not any commentary?" And then someone commented back, "Well, because there's enough commentary in the stands to where everybody can follow what's going on." You guys got some rowdy fans too now, some fans that like to be active and be involved in the game. It was all positive stuff, but it's just really cool to see that both teams here are going to have a lot of folks that are very vocal about supporting the team that they love. 
Yes, and and that all, it, it just makes good entertainment. You know, uh, you know, people are gonna say what they want to say, and you know, they're gonna be loud and boisterous. But you know, we enjoy it, and uh, we just try to. Uh, I try to keep the kids focused on the game, but uh, I think it should be very interesting tomorrow. Are you guys healthy coming in? Because the Tarpons do have a couple little nagging injuries here and there. Some guys who are maybe going to be out of the lineup. Are you guys healthy coming in? I think we, you know, we we're we're not as full strength, but uh, you know, we've been trying to maintain with some of our football players. But uh, you know, I think that they're just getting back, so uh, not one hundred percent, but not to the point to where that they can't uh, try to provide a little spark for us. Bro, not not asking you to look ahead at all, but you guys are going to be playing South Lafourche and then going to Bogalusa after that. Mm-hmm. And Bogalusa doesn't have any wins on the season, um, but man, I made that trip. That's a long trip. They play in the middle of nothing. That's going to be an interesting environment for your team to play in. What do you know about Bogalusa and how that game come about? Uh, well, they call for a game, and you know uh, we're looking to play some people. Playing with that one round, you really have to try to schedule. So it's like a lot of people don't want to schedule you sometimes. They 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 would look at your team and. You know they see they they don't want to challenge sometimes. So we try to go out and we try to play anybody. So um, you know, and we schedule the game just to go out and try to get our kids some some playing time. And and it's on an off day, so you know we'll be able to leave a little early and and take that little ride out there. But uh, we're just looking to play some games and and kind of get back to what we uh, used to doing. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks uh, thanks in advance. But I know you guys are going to take care of us and be very hospitable to us tomorrow. Can't wait. See you tomorrow, bro. All right, see you tomorrow, man. Yep, Bye. that was Coach Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots doing an excellent job. I tell everyone this, and I and I mean this. <clears throat> we go to a lot of gyms. You know, myself, Turtle, and Coach Kale, like we go to a lot of gyms. The school that is by far, and look, that's not to say that the others don't take care of us or the others don't hook us up, but the school that's by far the most hospitable in terms of having us there has always been Ellender. Like, I know tomorrow he's going to have us a table laid out. He's going to have us a couple chairs. He's going to have us in a spot with some electricity. And I know that anything that we need while we're there, Coach Cornell's going to hook us up. And it's always been that way. Is it a rivalry between they and South Lafouche? You bet your ass it is. But is it a friendly rivalry, a rivalry with a lot of mutual respect both ways? Absolutely. And, and I look forward to seeing that tomorrow with two teams that are going to be hungry to try to get a big win, to try to jumpstart themselves in their playoff positioning. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. B.J. Young, South Lafouche Football, will be joining us on the line. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? 
Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We go to the phone lines for the second time today, and we have South Lafouche football coach, Coach BJ Young on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. How are y'all? Good, man. Look, let's let's talk a little football, but we'll also talk a little bit of golf, man, because that's right around the corner. Um, football wise, the season's been over for now, oh, a little bit, probably about two months or so. Uh, you guys gave them a little break, but now you're getting after trying to get stronger, quicker, faster, all that good stuff. How have the kids been working, man, as they start their the preparations for next season? Yeah, look, we, you know, it's uh, I mean, look, you you start, you go back and you look at it. You start spring ball in May, and it's pretty much uh, you know, full full steam ahead until you know November, December. So, uh, as as demanding you know, for everyone involved. So you give them some time to kind of get away from the game a little bit, um, the grind, uh, you know, heal up a little bit, recharge the batteries, and then, uh, you know, crank it back up when you, when you come back from the break. So 
look, we've had a good uh, well, week two, I believe. Had a good um, good two weeks, man. Uh, they working hard. You know, we kind of changed some things up with some ways we do some stuff. Um, you know, ways to hold people accountable, and uh, you know, it's, it's been working out good. Look, we got a long way to go, but we uh, we got some time to get there. So, um, you know, got get the young the, the freshmen in the weight room now. Uh, you know, started after the break, so so they're able to uh, you know get a good off season in as well. Coach, you guys have a lot of guys coming back, um, but there are also some position groups where you are very experienced, and you don't have a whole lot of guys coming back. So. One of the areas I'm looking at is maybe receiver, or, you know, maybe offensive line. You guys had some departures there as well. How do you, without being able to, you know, go and practice? How do you kind of evaluate, or is it just a situation where you can't until you get to spring? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, when you look at it last year, you know, you, you lost some seniors, but you know, as far as uh, you, you know, under the lights time, they, they were young. You know, a lot of them kids never played. Um, they sat behind the kids that graduated the year before, so um, kind of kind of the same situation. The difference now is they 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 they're, uh, you know like maybe some experience and they're young, but uh, I think we have a uh, look. I, I texted the coaches the other day that that freshman group man in the weight room they compete now. Um, you, you know they upset with each other. Uh, you know if they if they catch something going that they don't think is acceptable, they'll call somebody out. Uh, you know, uh, we maxed out the first week back to get some numbers to kind of see where we're at for our percentages, and uh, you know, missed missed a rep on a squat, and like they're mad at themselves, you know, begging for another chance, and uh, you know, it's good to see the hunger to be good, and um, you know, this, this is just being blunt. That's something that 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 was missed a little bit last year. Uh, you know that 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 um, accountability and, and and kids that uh that are hungry. And um, so it's a young group, man. But but I'm uh, I'm super excited as far as on on the field evaluation. We kind of got an idea of where people might fit in, but kind of the same approach, uh, you know, as uh, as last spring. You know, it's a big spring for us this year. More more than the last three years, I've been here's going to be a big evaluation period. Um, kids are going to probably play multiple positions um, because look, we play Homeville in the spring game, but but uh, win, lose, or draw. You know, I want to see us get better. Um, compete and, and kind of get a gauge at where kids maybe fit, so they'll probably play multiple positions uh, positions in the spring game. You know, so um, spring will be a big evaluation period for us, um, not just off, you know, not just receiver or running back, but like offensive defense. You know, um, we got to get we got to get a gauge on kind of where they at and um, plug some guys in positions last year on the varsity level because we needed help there. But you know, this year could be a different story. Bro, a lot of people were asking the question, so I'm going to ask it to you to get the answer from the horse's mouth. How do you guys get better on defense, man? You gave up 24 or more points in every single game, and a lot of the games you were getting up 30, 40, maybe even 50-plus points. How do you guys get off the field, get more stops, and try to take a little bit of pressure off of the offense next season? Look, I think at any level, when you give up points in bunches like that, it's hard to win games. Um, you know, and, and, and that's the reason why we were 2-8. and eight. You know, I think when you look at it, um, you, when you look from the outside, you know, looking in, obviously defense has got to get better um, across the board. Uh, you know, it was stressful. And, I look, I, I'm not – I'll speak on behalf of everybody, you know, Coach, Coach Gidry included. Man, it's, it's stressful, you know, to watch it. And, and uh, you know, we've got to get better, and he'd be the first to tell you that. Uh, I think special teams got to get better. Um, we, we have to get a kicking game. 
Um, you know, and, and that's just the obvious ones. I think on on offense, we've got to get we've got to get better at running the football. We can't run the quarterback thirty times a game. Um, that's that's why he, he he's hurt. You know, um, so we've got to get more creative in the run game. Uh, create some running lanes. Uh, maybe try some different type of scheme stuff. Um, you know, and then that falls on you know at the end of the day, it all falls on me. You know, um, I got to get better. I told the kids the other day. You know, it, it's eating at me because I feel like I let them down. You know, um, obviously I hate to lose, but but I like seeing them walk around as winners as well. So, um, and, and, the, and the sad part is that taste don't get out of your mouth until you kick it off next year. So, um, but look, man, I I think we got a good group coming back. We return a lot of kids. Um, you know, I, I think it's crazy to think that every kid that started last year will start this year. Right, that's kind of the definition of insanity, you know. Um, now they, it's a year removed, and they get better, or you, you know, bigger, faster, and stronger. But I think there's kids that deserve a chance to, to so we can see what they have, um, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, because we got to put the best 22 that we can field uh, on the field as, as a product that can make you know the community proud. Yeah, no doubt about that, um, Coach. I, I really believe this, and, and you know, maybe I'm wrong. I, I've been telling people that first game of the year, you guys are making a long trip out to St. Edmund. That's going to be a team that is going to be tough. They were tough last season. They were very young. You're going on the road. I really believe more so than other years that that first game of the year is going to set the tone and is going to be a big, big game for the Tarpons next fall. No, I, I agree. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. You, you got to go on the road. And that that's a not ordinary away game, right? That's not just picking up and going play Thibodeau. That's uh, you know, you you probably got to get on a charter bus again, and then you're leaving early, and you gotta you gonna stop and do a walkthrough, and um, it's a lot of times it's hard to stay focused um, through through that stretch, man. You you fall into to, to the trap of, you know, you ain't got to go to school, and it's fun, and but <clears throat> you gotta you know it's a business trip, and um, look, that's a game last year. The score doesn't depict. Uh, that 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 true picture of the game. That was a very back and forth game. Um, man, I want to say I, I think the running back might have had 300 yards on the ground. You know, uh, thank God he got hurt um, <laughs> towards the end of the game because uh, he he was he was killing us. And, and look, that kid was a freshman, so he's back. Um, and I talked to coach. Uh, you know, probably midway through the season, and he he said he said, man, coach, he said honestly, I thought we could we we could sneak up on y'all and beat y'all. Um, you know, just based off a lot of times you fall into that trap. You know, right now we're a Division One school. That's a Division Four school. You're supposed to you're supposed to punish them. So it's easy to overlook that. He thought he, they could sneak up and get us, and it was still eating at him six weeks later on in the season that they <laughs> lost that game. So they're um they go they're gonna be hungry, man. They they uh they they thought they could have beat us last year. They thought they had us. So um you know they'll definitely have confidence that they they can win that game, and then we got to go to their place um and play them. So that that, that just adds that extra factor to it. The one thing that I think is going to help you guys that, that folks I think don't necessarily realize is going to be as big of a help as it's going to be, Carson really didn't have much of an offseason with you all. He was transferred, and then he wasn't able to really do much on the field with you all. didn't get a chance to learn his receivers. And I kind of liken it, and then look, I'm not comparing him to Joe Burrow, but I kind of liken it to when Joe Burrow went to LSU, where the first year he got there real late. Same situation, got there over the summer, didn't have much offseason. Then kind of... Uh, pieced it together. The end of the season, he's starting to get better and get more comfortable. Then that next offseason, rock and roll. I think he's going to make a big leap and have a really, really nice year. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, I'm really excited to see the, the growth <clears throat> from year one to year two because 
man, look, you're talking about coming into a new scheme, one, right, all new terminology, um, new new receivers, right, new pass protections, and, and, and you, you in a short period of time to have to retain all of that information and, and, um, and, and move, move forward with it, you know. So uh, I thought he did a good job, and then, you know, he starts grooving, and then he, uh, he gets hurt. You know, um, and so so that kind of set him back as far as that goes. But uh, man, look to have a whole spring, um, a whole off season away from one, then a whole spring, and then uh, you know the whole summer with seven on sevens and throwing every day and, and incorporating some run game stuff. Man, I, I think it's uh it's going to be. I honestly think that I think it's going to be night and day. Um, I really do, and and he's got a lot of internal drive um, to be great as well. So that uh. You don't really have to beg him to, to be here, you know, and, and work. Yeah, no doubt about that. Brother, let's talk some golf, man. You guys are rocking and rolling, or not yet, but are going to be rocking and rolling soon. Very exciting. A lot of kids coming back on a team that was really damn good. Tell us about the golf side of things, bro. Yeah, um, look, I, obviously the one everybody knows, um, if you follow it, any, um, you know, is, is Jude LaBeouf. He's back. He's going to be a sophomore. Man, I can't. I, I think he. I'm almost positive he finished top ten in the state um, as a freshman last year. So uh, looking for a lot of big things with him, and he's kind of taking over the um, the leadership role. You know, uh, yesterday at practice, he's, he's helping the young guys um, with, with some chipping and, and, and uh, hitting their irons. So man, it's, it's good to see. And then uh, you know, we got kids on the flip side that that uh, that uh, that take that take it right. They look. They like the leadership. Um, you know, sometimes you can fall into that thing where, well, you just, you're a player like me. I'm not listening to you, you know, but they, they got good kids, man. So they listen and they're trying to get better. And look, it was only day two, you know, um, but we had 17 kids sign up, got three girls. Um, so look, hoping we can find, you know, five that can, uh, that can swing it a little bit and, uh, continue to, uh, the success we've had over the last two years. Very good. When, when do you guys start on the golf side of things? The girls, uh, Tennis schedule start on February 5th. The boys' schedule actually hasn't been released yet, um, but I'm sure we'll know some within the next week or so um, as to when they start. But it, it, it cranks up usually around that February mark, and it'll go uh, it'll go to May 2nd or 3rd or something like that. I think the state championships are. Very good. Brother, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, partner. All right, man. Thank you all. Yes, sir. That is B.J. Young with South Beach Football and Golf doing an excellent job. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravois. It is our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We'll be right back after this. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy's find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business. 
Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. No combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just play here. We've got about 40 or so minutes left on today's show. We'll spend oh, about 20 of those 40 with Mr. Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Thursday today. Stan was unavailable on Tuesday, so we get him to hop on with us today on Thursday. Stan, what's good, man? Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, doing well. Uh, good to be here, Casey. Absolutely. It is the peak of high school basketball season. Our 5A district is roaring. Our 4A district is about to start. Some of the teams are facing one another in non-district play. Um, and like we talked about Saturday, um, it's just hard to figure out because I don't think we have a whole lot of contenders. But 
the contenders that we do have, I think, are teams that are capable of making a little push. I think the Vanderbilt girls are going to make a push. Vanderbilt boys, you know, Ellender's kind of laying in the weeds. Homa Christian's there. Terrebonne's there. So what we do have, I think, is really strong. But, boy, that middle and that bottom this year, unfortunately, in our area, is just not very good. Yeah, you hit it on the head. I think the teams that are really good that do have the opportunity to make a little noise when the playoffs come around have to figure out how much noise they can make now. You know, whether it's going to be a one and done in the playoffs, or can we make a little run at this, and are we going to be peaking at the right time? Uh, I did catch the very end of your talk just a while ago with uh, Carnell Scott, and uh, he mentioned, you know, it's time to start playing well, and you set up your schedule a certain way. So if all of these coaches did do that, if their schedules are certain are set up, excuse me, a certain way to peak, we're going to see if they were right because it's it's that time. The one thing I do think, you know, related, especially now that we're going to be playing these divisions, right, four divisions, there are a couple of teams out there that I think have a better opportunity to get into the bracket and maybe get even a better seating in the bracket just because of the way things were set up. For example, I think, you know, South Lafouche. I think if South Lafouche can go out and play well to kind of finish things off, they have a pretty good chance of getting into that Division One bracket. I, I Probably, I guess, you know, maybe a little easier than a Terrebonne would have to move up any in the bracket simply because Terrebonne's going to not attract the kind of points South Lafouche will it, you know, because Terrebonne can't play up, obviously. They're in the highest classification, but they're going to be playing in the top division, whereas South Lafouche is not in the highest classification, but they're going to be playing in the top division, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So there's a little leeway in there for a couple of our teams to really excel here at the end. I am disappointed that there's so many teams that don't sort of have that leeway, or even like a Central Lafouche who we thought, and they're playing as good a basketball as they played in a while. Yeah, they're sitting like at, at 36 the last time I had checked with the power ranking. So, yeah, a little disappointing. We'll see how it all plays out. I think Ellender's setting themselves up for a run here. We're going to see how good Terrebonne is. Not only are we going to see how good Terrebonne is, I think Brandon Brown is going to see how good Terrebonne is because he's trying to prepare for these tough river games that he's got coming up. We'll just We'll, we'll see how it all pans out, but... Again, yeah, those top teams, let's let's find out how good they are. Soccer is an interesting animal because, man, they they play a lot of games and they're battling the elements. And usually locally, it's kind of the same crew, right? It's the same you know, handful of schools that make a little push. But, man, Central Lafouche is strong, and they've kind of been that team. But Bourgeois is having a good year. South Lafouche boys are having a great year, the best year that they've ever had in the school, looking at hosting an opening round match in the playoffs. Like, there is a little bit of new blood that's being brought to the sport, and I don't know if it's a sign of some change and some growth in, in terms of the sport or you know if this is something that will be a one-year thing, but it's kind of interesting to see kind of some new teams in there getting themselves into the playoff conversation. I agree 100%. You know, I spoke with Travis Dupre, the head coach of the boys' team over at HL Bourgeois, and he was talking about, you know, really pleased with the way his kids are playing. Now, remember – Travis is also involved with the Blackhawks organization out of Homa, and they went in the 19U division all the way to the Final Four nationally. So they were one of the top four teams nationally. Well, some of those kids played on all of these teams from our local area, and it did dilute the pool a little bit that they're playing all over the place. 
nonetheless, he's got a couple of those kids at HL Bourgeois, and they're playing extremely well. They're going to be in easily. They may be hosting in the first round. Central hosting in the first round, it looks like, right now. Yeah, South Lafouche. I, I was talking to our friend Simon Battle, who's over at South Terrebonne. He made the comment, South Lafouche is a real deal. You know, early on, everybody was looking at South Lafouche as, who are they playing? Because, like, you know, they're 5-1 they're and one or 5-0 and oh at the time. Who are they playing? And now they come to realize they have a good cycle there, and they're real steadfast with all of this at 8-2-2 two and two right now. Uh, Terrebonne's always pretty good, both boys and girls. This year's sort of middle-of-the-road boys, but the girls are doing extremely well. And, and it's odd to go look at Edie White and Vanderbilt, who are always extremely good, especially Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt competes for state championships, boys and girls, pretty much on a yearly basis. And to see, like, the boys of Vanderbilt are 5'8 five, and 5, and the bo- excuse me, the girls of Vanderbilt are 7, 10, and 1. And then you come to realize we're sort of getting to that point where, one, the pool is diluted, but soccer is spread out more. I mean, the public schools and the private schools are all playing it at a level that's sort of on par with each other now. So, yeah, we got a couple of teams. It's almost just like basketball, Casey. The teams that are good, we got to find out how good they are. And the teams that are not doing well, which there are some. Look, there's some teams that are not doing well at all. Uh, they just have to sort of regroup and get ready for next year. Let's talk some LSU football, but boy, yesterday was a little bit of a Debbie Downer. LSU's gotten some guys in the portal, but they lost a pretty big domino yesterday. And Walker Howard, a guy who was kind of being regarded as kind of that next guy. Now, I'll say this. Nussmeyer was only a freshman last season, will be a sophomore next year. There's still plenty of time for him to be the starter. And I thought, watching the bowl, watching the SEC championship game, I thought he was more than capable But, man, it's a little bit unfortunate, and I'm going to rant about this in the next segment of the show. You are now in a day and age in college football where you have a kid, and I'm not picking on Walker Howard specifically because there are a lot of kids that are in this situation. He comes to LSU, and he axes out front, hey, can you redshirt me? I don't want to play. I want to learn. I want to absorb the system. Then leaves after that year because he kind of wasn't in the mix bro you asked to not be in the mix it was just a little bit disheartening to see where we are where these kids if they don't play from the jump it's adios amigo they're going to find some place where they can't well you know two things i thought about this when i saw that yesterday one the first thing i thought was you know what the first time I'm okay with the portal because, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm complaining and yeah, yeah, about the portal and it's crazy and kids are just not going to live up to their potential because they're just going to jump ship whenever. And in that particular situation with Jaden Daniels, with Nussmeyer, with the way Ricky Collins is coming in and sort of the hype behind him, I thought to myself, okay, this, I'm okay with the portal in this case. I, you know, and, and maybe that's not even – fair maybe he should stick it out and try and win a position in the future and stuff but the second thing i thought which is which is disappointing to me and this is certainly on a personal level i know that people have different thoughts on this one reason i always love and and it's something i do at the beginning of every year for just about every collegiate program whether they're playing fcs whether they're playing you know in the uh, championship series down with you know the nickels and the southland conference I run through rosters to see some of these kids we have, you know, some of these kids who are going to be playing. 
And it's disappointing to me to not have a lot of Louisiana kids on the roster. Well, Nussmeyer is a Dallas kid, and Daniels is a California kid, and unfortunately the Louisiana kid is a kid who's going into the portal. And that, that's a little disappointing. That's, I mean, it's obviously nothing we could all do about that. And I understand that LSU's got to win. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter if there's not one kid from Louisiana on LSU's roster. Basically, the public doesn't care about that. They just care about wins and losses. But I was, it was disappointing. You know, we got to see the kid play in that playoff game last year against E.D. White, thinking we're looking at a kid who's going to represent our flagship university next year and in the future. He's a legacy. His dad played there, and now he's not there anymore. So that, that's a little disappointing. As disappointing as that was, Casey, I don't know if I wasn't more disappointed today to find out that Xavier Carter is not going to play LSU next year. Because I'm starting to worry about that defensive line just a little bit. You know, it, it, it's crazy, man. It, it's the sign of the times. It is um, a very, very unique situation in the sport where basically everybody's on a one-year contract. You're uh, you're free to go and come and go as you choose, and you know teams are going to have to use that portal very exclusively and very heavily. Now, we talked about this a little bit uh, on last Saturday, and I think that it's very relevant. Um, that LSU-Florida State game in Orlando is going to be a big game. Florida State's adding some guys in the portal. they got a lot of juniors that are coming back for their senior year. That's going to be a matchup of two teams that are in the top ten. That's going to be a matchup where the winner is going to really be in great position and is going to kind of be the, the bell of the ball after week one of the college football schedule. I know it's a long, long ways away, but, boy, that first one right out of the shoot. the next time LSU takes the field is going to be a showdown matchup. Oh, it's going to be huge because uh, Florida State is now Florida State again, right? I mean, Florida State's that team. Uh, We went into it this year thinking that LSU was going to come out with a victory, no problems, let's go, and we didn't, right? You know, and now you're going into the one next year where you're going, well, wait a minute. This team's going into it. Maybe the favorite is being played in Florida. I realize there's going to be a ton of LSU fans there, and it's a quote-unquote neutral site. But all of that being said, I agree with you 100%, man. We talked about how important it was to start off with a win this year. Uh, there was no pressure on LSU this year. Well, you talk about pressure right out of the chute next year. It's going to be real interesting. And these crazy polls that are coming out now, right, for college football for next year, which I think is the most ludicrous crazy stuff. But – I mean, if you're going to take the time to look at them, which obviously I could call it crazy, but I took the time to look at it, LSU's like in the top five in some of these polls. But you know what? Florida State's right there, too. At least we have room for error just a little bit now, the way the system is set up. So hopefully you learn stuff from that game. Win, lose, or draw, you're going to learn from that game, and you're going to move forward. But to say that's a game you're going to go out and easily – take care of boy it's certainly not that's going to be a tough one i do think florida state is back yep no doubt about that um nfl playoffs begin this weekend <laughs> you got six matchups two on saturday three on sunday one on monday got the seahawks and the 49ers on saturday at 3 30 the chargers and the jaguars at 7 15 on saturday on Sunday, you got at noon the Dolphins and the Bills. At 3.30, the Giants and the Vikings. Sunday night, the Ravens and the Bengals. Then Monday night, the Cowboys and the Bucks. Mr. Gravoff, I tell you right now, hey, you're going to only be able to watch one. 
and only one, which of these games are you most excited about this weekend? Wow, good question. Well, being that I'm, you know, sort of like to watch Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and we would hope that they do well, I think that one excites me. The only problem is, is that if Lamar Jackson is not playing, I know a lot of people out there are saying, well, wait a minute, if you for the Bengals, you really hope that Lamar Jackson is not playing. Uh, that, that would be a boring game to me. I would rather watch it with Lamar Jackson playing, to be quite honest with you. Uh, that one really, yeah, that one intrigues me. That one is of, of big time interest to me. Uh, although I think if, if, you know, Dallas goes out and plays the way they're capable of playing, it shouldn't be a big problem. I think the Tom Brady story and the, hey, getting in that last seed and maybe playing the underdog role and like nobody gives us a chance. That might be a curious game to kind of look at, too. And I know that's going to be your one that you really want to watch this week. <laughs> so th- there's a few. There's nothing that's striking that it's like i got to watch this one more than the other one. But I, I would say the Bengals certainly interest me because I'll probably be on that bandwagon, so to speak, although I don't mind if Buffalo wins. And it's not necessarily the more Hamlin and that story. It's just, you know, I like Josh Allen and I like the way – Buffalo does things. I'm just not sure they're the team. I will say this. If you told me, I was scared you were going to say, who's going to come out of this looking good this weekend? My answer to that is I have absolutely no idea. I really don't. <laughs> I, I did I did a whole segment on that earlier this week, basically saying I don't have a clue. Like in the NFC, if you told me today the Eagles are going to win all the way to the Super Bowl without problem, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me today the Eagles are going to lose their first game out of the bye, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me Tampa you know, gets young again and gets hot and makes a run, sure, Dallas, the same thing. The 49ers, the same thing. The only teams that I, in the NFC that I really couldn't see making a push, I guess, would be New York and Seattle. But other than that, even Minnesota, like a lot of advanced stats say they're not any good. But when Jefferson Drolin and Cousins has a good day, like – I don't know, dude. The NFC to me is wide open. I I don't have a clue. And then in the AFC side of things, you got so many damn good quarterbacks that on any given day, a guy could get hot, throw for 450 yards, and then you get beat in a single elimination. Like, who's to say Justin Herbert's not going to play the game of his life and upset somebody? Like, he's capable of doing that. Who's to say Lamar Jackson's not going to rush for two for you know, 200 yards and beat somebody? Like. It's wide open as much as much as it's ever been, in my opinion. It's wide open this year. I agree a hundred percent. I would say that in the NFC, I still think maybe because they have this off week, I still think maybe Philadelphia. If somebody said, "Hey, you got to stake your house on it," you know, your family and everything, I'd probably go Philadelphia. On the AFC side, maybe I'd say the same thing about Kansas City. But I think over there, there's so much history of this team matches up with this team better, right? This team could do this better. This team does this better against them. For example, the Bengals sort of have been controlling, you know, their situation as of late with the Chiefs. That's the one where I'd be like, I just don't know. At face value, I'd say, boy, if Kansas City's playing fairly well and some of that magical stuff that Mahomes does, that's the team that I think is going to go all the way. But when it gets to this point, the physicality of the playoffs and all, and, and, and again, Kansas City is a little bit more finesse than they are physical. I think that could take over. 
Boy, and if somebody said, who's your dark horse? And I don't know if you could call this team a dark horse, but, boy, when you looked at they getting everything, like, let, let me rephrase that. Who's the team right now that's getting everything together that you would be scared to play the most? Probably San Francisco, you know, because they're kind of getting everything together right now. So, but, but it's so wide open. I don't know. You know, the Saints go out a couple of weeks ago and take care of Philadelphia. I realize they didn't have the starting quarterback, but hey, it was the Saints, right? So, so I just don't know. I, I it, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And I'm glad I'm not one of those who is tempted to put money down on anything. <laughs> Jerry Jones told reporters publicly this week that he's not going to grade Mike McCarthy based on one game and that Mike McCarthy is safe in Dallas. If Dallas lays another egg like they did in Week 18 or, uh, and, and loses like they did to the Commanders against the Bucks, is Jerry Jones telling the truth? Because I think he is not. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I don't know if you would call it the truth. I, he's got to say some of the things he says, I guess. I mean, because that's what you do, right, when you're on a team. But no, no. If they go out and they lose to Tampa Bay, he's he's done. I mean, that's that's that's. Yeah, I think we all know that. I think we all probably know who the next head coach is over there, too. You think so? Yeah, I really believe that. I believe that this has all been – I believe there's always been a tie into Dallas some kind of way. I believe, you know, when he – you know, when his wife moved back. And I I think there – I think you go through things if you're an NFL player, coach, uh, front office person, you end up in a city – that it works for you. For Archie Manning, it worked in New Orleans. He thought that's where he needed to live. For Drew Brees, it's San Diego. That's where that's his home. It's San Diego. I mean, don't get me wrong, I realize he has a home in New Orleans or whatever, but home is San Diego. Because remember, Drew Brees is from Texas and his wife is not from San Diego. So you got that situation. I think with Sean Payton, it's Dallas. And I, I think ultimately that's – and I think he's certainly got a tie-in with Jerry Jones. I don't know if he wants to deal with Jerry Jones, but there's a tie-in there, and maybe Jerry Jones says I'll be totally hands-off. I don't know. I don't, but, I, yeah, I think that's where it's going to be. I've always told Brian this, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you're right, and I guess we'll find out if Dallas loses on Monday. Um, but I've always thought that Sean – knew too much about Dallas and knew kind of the way that Jerry ran that. And I always thought that he just kind of leveraged the carrot of, oh, I'm going to maybe go and flirt with Dallas as a chance to maybe get more money from New Orleans or maybe in this situation get a better opportunity from another team. Like, I don't think that he's going to seriously consider the Cowboys. And I, he's he's leveraged this position before. I, I don't know. I just feel like he knows – it's like, what's the old expression? Uh, you know, don't dance with the devil that you know or whatever. Like, I, I'd feel like he's not going to go there because he's going to know what he's going to be getting himself into. Listen, this is, and I have nothing to base this on except for being a fan sure. of the Saints, right? I would say this, and I, and I want to ask you a question after too. I would say this. I would say that Roger Goodell does not like Sean Payton. I would say that Roger Goodell, when Sean Payton and, you know, and the Saints won the Super Bowl in the next couple of years, where there were all kind of rumors going around, and then you had Bounty Gate and all of this stuff, I think that there was some banner between those two that was not very good. I don't think the Saints could ever get Sean Payton out of the doghouse. I don't think anybody could get him out of the doghouse. But I think if he is under Jerry Jones, 
Jerry Jones would be very protective of Sean Payton as far as Roger Goodell does goes and say, Roger Goodell, you're not, you're not messing with my, my coach. Stay away. Uh, he's almost the barrier between it because, quite honestly, when it comes down to it, Jerry Jones probably has more power in the NFL than what Roger Goodell does. You know, He's a strong, whether he's right or wrong, he's a strong owner, and I think there might be a little protection there, so to speak. I just don't know how much Sean Payton sitting around and going, I want to find the perfect situation so that I can win, and that's the bottom line. I saw polls this morning that have him going to Arizona, and that's a done deal. And I'm thinking, so you're telling me Sean Payton saying he wants to go work with the quarterback. I forgot what truck calls the quarterback at Arizona, but, you know, like he wants to go work with that guy. So I don't know. But my question to you is, is would you like to see Sean Payton as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, yeah, uh, well, but but with the caveat of also saying that I think Mike McCarthy's actually doing a really good job, and I, and I do think that if he gets let go uh, on Monday that it would be unfair. But Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl, and, you know, he's he's been excellent uh, throughout the course of his career. So, yeah, of course, you know, if a guy like that is interested in you, you know, you certainly would be maybe short-sighted to not be interested back in him. Now, let me ask you this. You, you talked about, you know, the right fit and the right situation, and we'll kind of leave it at this. If he were to go to the Texans or the Broncos or Arizona or one of those really, frankly, not very good situations, how angry would you be? Because he openly said, oh, I left New Orleans. I wanted the right situation, blah, 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 blah. And if he then turns around and goes to a dumpster fire, how angry would you be as a Saints fan? Oh, it don't matter if he goes to a dumpster fire or he goes to a contender. I'm I'm angry. He just basically said, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I've had friends who told me, but yeah, but I got more appreciation for him for doing that, for just saying, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but that's that's sort of easy, man. That's like, that's, I don't know, now we're getting into like LeBron James territory with some of this stuff. Oh, I just want to go where, you know, I can win or whatever. So, no, I'll always be a little upset. And and I may never know the backstory of what happened with him in New Orleans or why he did what he did. And somebody might sit me down 20 years from now and say, you know what, he was really getting the shaft in New Orleans or this was happening in New Orleans. But as it stands right now, I don't know how you can look at this except to say Sean Payton, or dare I say it, quit in New Orleans. Just quit. I mean, he could have stayed there the rest of his life, and he said, this is not where I choose to be. Now, for living there, for him worrying about getting his window on his car broken outside of where he lives every night, you know, you kind of get it, right? <laughs> but but from the standpoint of probably not having to worry about that, where he was going to live in the New Orleans area or on the North Shore or wherever he was living, and to be taken care of, I'm sure he was. I don't know if he and Mickey Loomis had a falling out. I don't know what the case may have been. All I can say is is that he decided that he didn't want to be in New Orleans anymore. And that's that's tough. We'll get bad at Michael Thomas. I mean, and that's what we think about Michael Thomas right now. So I don't know why Sean Payton wouldn't fit in that same boat. So if he went to Dallas, I, I would think, well, yeah, you know, and if he wins, I, was, I, I can separate somebody being really good at what they do and not necessarily liking them personally. I love the Beatles, right? But, you know, my, my 
political alignment with what Paul McCartney and, and you know and John Lennon wasn't. All. So I can separate that. So I, yeah, I think he's a great coach. Doesn't mean I have to like him. I totally understand. Totally agree, partner. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Uh, have a wonderful rest of the day, my friend. Thank you, Casey. Everybody take care. Have a wonderful week. Yep, you too. That is Stan Gravod doing an excellent job here. Interesting conversations. I I just think that if he wanted Dallas, he would have gotten Dallas by now. Dallas has been very topsy-turvy. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe they get rid of McCarthy and you know, who knows. I hope that that doesn't happen because I hope they beat Tampa on, on Monday, but I don't know. Very interesting times and very curious to see how this shakes out. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We'll talk some NFL and we'll talk some other things happening in the world of sports. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had a hundred years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRose, and Thibodeau. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store. As well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
Welcome back to Play by Play here. We've got one segment to go on KLEB. I know I'm going to get asked about this, and I've already gotten two mailbag questions about this since it happened. So I'm going to just go ahead and answer it now, and I'm not going to wait till next Wednesday because it's in the news now and it's relevant now. Um, maybe I'm just a purple and gold shaded glasses kind of guy. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm short-sighted on this. Maybe I should be more worried. Maybe I'm too much of a homer. Maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. I, I don't really care that Walker Howard left LSU. I, I, I mean, yeah, it sucks and you want to have as many good players as you can, but like, this doesn't change what I think about the LSU football team next season one iota. And I don't even really worry about the future a whole lot because the way that the sport is aligned next offseason, if you know, you're not content with Nuss being your guy after Jaden Daniels, just go in the portal and get somebody else. Like Caleb Williams was a portal guy. Jaden Daniels was a portal guy. Joe Burrow was a portal. Like, there are good quarterbacks available outside of the high school ranks. And, and you know, if Ricky Collins isn't okay and, and you know, Hurley, the guy who you got committed right now, doesn't work out, like, just go in the portal and, and, and just get somebody else. This is not a, a, a huge concern for me. Yeah, you know, it does it, does it, is it a blow? Does it suck? And yeah, you know, it's not great losing guys and, you know, he's reportedly maybe going to be considering TCU or whatever. Um, but I'm not going to whine and cry over spilled milk about this um, because of two things. A, you're telling me loud and proud that you don't want to compete for this job. You asked to be redshirted this season. You are the one who said, Coach, I don't want to play, which meant that in blowout opportunities or when Daniels would go down injured, you weren't able to go in. Nuss would go in. Nuss was the backup. Nuss was that guy. You were not able to be part of that process because you said, hey, I want to be redshirted. Then in the SEC championship game, Nussmeyer comes in and slinging it and plays great. In the bowl game, Nussmeyer slinging it and plays great. It's Brian Kelly's job to win. It's Brian Kelly's job to put LSU in the best position to win as many games as they possibly can. And if there are any fans out there, and I know there are some, and which is ridiculous to me, it's absurd to me, I know there are some because I read the crap on social media. I read the crap on Twitter. I see the stuff that is said by these clowns. I don't understand where LSU fans get off thinking this. There are people that truly believe that next year Brian Kelly should have just told Jaden Daniels, like, bro, go, adios, <laughs> leave. You're not welcome here anymore. The same Jaden Daniels who had 28 touchdowns and three interceptions, the same Jaden Daniels who beat Alabama, the same Jaden Daniels who was scoring, going up and down the field on Georgia before leaving the game injured, the same guy who won you the SEC West. There are people in this fan base who think Brian Kelly should have with a straight face told him, Bro, just go pro. We don't want you back. What are you talking about? I suspect that these people don't like something about Jaden Daniels that I'm not going to talk about on this show. I suspect that there's a certain 
trait about Jaden Daniels that these people are uncomfortable about. But it's got to be because we can't be talking about production and we can't be watching the same things with the same set of eyes and realistically be saying to ourselves, yeah, we should play Walker Howard over this guy next year to hell with him. Just like, just let him go. Let him walk. I watched the bowl game. You watched the bowl game. Did anybody else watch the bowl game? Jaden Daniels was terrific. He was terrific. 12 of 17, 139, a touchdown. Caught a touchdown pass. Ran for 67 yards. Did whatever he wanted to do. Walker Howard was 2 of 4 with 7 yards. Malik Neighbors threw for more passing yards in the game than Walker Howard did, and I get it. It was limited opportunities, backup receivers. You were up a million, whatever it may be. But I trust that Brian Kelly's going to put the best guy out on the field next season, and if Walker Howard and the timing doesn't work to get him out on the field, hey, that's cool. Go play somewhere else. They'll get somebody in to replace whoever's the next starter after Daniels. <laughs> but Brian Kelly's job in 2023 with as much talent as LSU has coming back is not to protect the, the feelings of the young guy. It's to win. You've got a group that could win the national championship. You've got a group that could beat everybody on the schedule. You've got a dude who's got the fifth best, best odds to win the damn Heisman Trophy. And some of you all want them to play an unproven freshman? Let's play a guy who 12 months ago was losing to E.D. White. No disrespect to E.D. White. Love the program. But instead of playing the guy who beat Alabama, let's play the guy who 12 months ago was losing a playoff game to E.D. White and throwing interceptions against that defense. Be out your damn minds, man. If he wants to go to TCU, go to TCU. If you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. It's part of the sport. LSU's going to be okay. This changes nothing about how I feel about LSU's team next season. Does it change maybe the timing of the quarterback position in the future? Yeah, cool, but it is what it is. Plans change, things happen. Daniels and Nussmeyer going forward for next year is plenty enough. With Ricky Collins back there as well, it's plenty enough enough let's make some betting picks and then we'll get out of here on what's been a fun show i want to thank cornell scott I want to thank bj young I want to thank stan grava all for their time today on the show it was a uh, it was a fun show it was a show where we had some good conversation i love cornell's thoughts about wanting to play south lafouche in the rowdy environment i love bj's thoughts about how stressful it was coaching defense last season and how difficult it is to try to fix those issues and then Stan and I, man, we cut up and talking about Sean Payton and the NFL playoffs and all that fun stuff. <clears throat> Always a great time there with him. But our three picks for today will be as follows. And again, you guys know this. It's a daily thing here. My FanDuel app freezes just as I'm about to make the picks. Here we go. I like the Brooklyn Nets and the 70, uh, not the Brooklyn Nets and the 76ers. I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics to go over 226 today. I think there'll be a lot of points scored in that one. So I like over in that matchup. I like today the Dallas Mavericks minus two over the Los Angeles Lakers. And then also today shifting and going to college basketball. Let me tell you some lines that I like amongst that sport. I think Nichols is going to bounce back today, but I didn't like the line, so I'm not going to actually give you that one. Um, let's go to college basketball today. Um, Lafayette minus seven over Monroe. So I think that the Cajuns are going to get a win. 
you know what? I'm going to take it. Let's go Nichols. Nichols minus 10 over Lamar. Lamar's not very good. I think Nichols on the road will be angry, will be hungry, and will get a big win. Let's go with one more that I saw here a second ago. USC minus three over Colorado, and those are our betting picks for today. Hope you guys have some luck and are able to make some things happen. Tonight, I will be out at Raceland watching LCO and Raceland compete. That should be a fun game. Two really good teams. Uh, LCO with an opportunity to try to get to the top spot in the boys' Paris championship chase. Certainly not going to be easy. Raceland is very prolific, and they're overwhelmingly the favorite, according to people who follow the stuff. So we'll see uh, how that all shakes out. Thanks to everybody for listening. Tomorrow we'll have Damian, we'll have Chandler, we'll have everybody uh, on our usual Friday show. We'll have our weekend predictions and everything in between. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. We'll be back same time tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.